You've tuned in to Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News, where you get the latest on medical cover-ups, government malfeasance, toxins being put in our food and home, as well as sound, clean eating principles. We are here to cast a light on what the big sick care industry and its government shills don't want you to know. Don't be a slave to Big Pharma. Break free of the shackles of big food and start your journey now on a long, purposeful life. Become a citizen of Naturopathic Earth. Here's your host, A. Gregory Luna. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of Holistic Health News. I hope you're doing well today. As we listen, in most animals, the relationship between pheromones and mating is straightforward. Sea urchins, for example, release pheromones into the surrounding water, sending a chemical messenger that triggers other urchins in the colony to eject their sex cells simultaneously. Um, also, you can kind of know like when a dog's in estrus, when a female dog's in heat, because um, you see this in the mammalian world because the mammals are bending over. They're, they're able to release their vaginal scent, especially when they're in heat or estrus or ovulating. And that scent's much easier to pick up uh, than, let's say, a, a, a mammalian woman because she's wearing clothes and she walks up erect. But human pheromones, on the other hand, are highly individualized and not always noticeable. In 1986, Dr. Winifred Cutler, a biologist and behavioral endocrinologist, co-discovered pheromones in our underarms. She and her team of researchers found that once any overbearing underarm sweat was removed, what remained were the odorless materials containing the pheromones. Dr. Cutler's original studies in the 1970s showed that women who have had regular sex with men have more regular menstrual cycles than women who have more sporadic sex. Regular sex delayed the decline of estrogen and made women more fertile. Mm -hmm. This led the research team to look for what the man was providing in the equation. By 1986, they realized it was the pheromones. So look, this this tells you from her study, look, it's good. It's good to get sex. We know that sex... Uh, is a natural antidepressant for women, especially natural sex, insemination sex, where they're receiving the semen of the man. Um, we know this is actually, uh, there's, there's quite a few studies showing that it is a natural antidepressant, so it's better to have a lot of sex than to, uh, than to uh, than have to take antidepressants. Menstrual synchronization. There's more on how pheromones affect women's menstrual cycles. Think back to college or growing up if you had sisters. Most women who live with or near other women adjust their menstrual cycle timing to each other. A recent study at the University of Chicago by Martha McClintock exposed a group of women to a whiff of perspiration from other women. It caused their menstrual cycles to speed up or slow down depending on the time of the month the sweat was collected, before, during, or or after ovulation. This was the first proof that people produce and respond to pheromones. Although it's now clear that pheromones exist, the way our body processes them has yet to be determined. Animals have a non, I'm sorry, they have a vomeronasal organ, a VNO, which perceives the substance and then leads them to mate. Some anatomists don't think humans have a VNO, a a vomeronasal organ. Others think they found pits inside of our nostrils that might be VNOs, but may not work. Despite the gap in our knowledge, these remarkable studies about pheromones and menstrual cycles have brought to light the idea that pheromones could be used as fertility treatments for couples who want to conceive or as contraceptives for those who don't. And couples who are having sexual problems could use pheromones combined with traditional therapy to enhance desire. It's also possible, some researchers say, that pheromones could 
be a mood enhancer, alleviating depression and stress. And the far, most far-reaching hypothesis so far is that pheromone treatment could be used to control prostate activity in men to reduce the risk of cancer. So if you're looking for the man or woman of your dreams, unsuspecting pheromones in your body center are most likely playing a large and very clever role in mate attraction. According to an article in Psychology Today, how our body perceives, I'm sorry, how our body odor are perceived as pleasant and sexy to one person is a highly selective process. We usually smell best to a person whose genetically based immunity to disease differs from most from our own. This could benefit you in the long run, making for stronger, healthier children. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that too. Uh, so it's genetically based immunity to disease that differs most from our own. Because if you breed with that person, your child will have a more unique and stronger immunity than if it's somebody who's genetically based similar immunity. 74% of the people who tested a commercial pheromone called Athena, developed by Dr. Cutler, experienced an increase in hugging, kissing, and sexual intercourse. Maybe the best advice to those looking for a mate or wanting to take their relationship to a new level is to take a good long sniff now look pheromones are real as this article kind of obliquely mentioned most of our pheromones come from the axilla from the armpit and and of course from our genitalia in particular women from the the vagina and there's a lot of studies on this so when a woman is smelling sweat and a great documentary you can watch it's called the science of sex appeal you can probably find it on youtube it's really good it's about 10 years old but they did a study there there it was a german it was a swiss or german study and so what they did is they had men exercising sweating right and they would get the towels from the men and give it to women and women would smell them and what they noticed is that women found the odor of men the sweaty odor of men pretty repugnant unless they were ovulating. And when they were ovulating, they found the odor much more attractive, much more attractive. And there's a study that's similar to this, strippers. Strippers who are ovulating get more tips than strippers who are on hormonal contraceptives or not ovulating because the men can smell the pheromones. We can smell the pheromones. And this is one of the reasons why I'm not really favorable toward cologne and toward deodorant and so forth. And when I would bring it up to people, they're like, well, Gregory, in the summer, you know, we all sweat. Da, 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 da. I understand that. Look, I'm not expecting you to just run seven miles in 100 degree heat and expect your mate to like you. But that being said, anecdotally, I can tell you after my partners would sweat and they'd come home all stinking sweaty, I found them very attractive uh, because I, I guess I could smell their pheromone more. But we intuitively can smell the sex smell of our partners. And I know some of you know what I'm talking about. And look, when a woman is ovulating, her body undergoes changes. If some of you know, some of you might know if you have ever practiced natural family planning. But natural family planning is kind of the the Catholic traditional way of tracking a woman's fertility uh, based on whether or not you want to have a child or don't want to have a child. Because women are really only fertile uh, really depending on the sperm of the man, about five to seven days. But a di- a, an egg dies after one day of not being fertilized. So if we make the assumption that a woman ovulates on the 14th day, if that egg has not been fertilized within 24 hours, the egg dies. So if a man ejaculates in the woman, let's say on day nine, day 10, and, and has, has, has healthy sperm, guy eats well, exercises, eats selenium and zinc, and doesn't smoke pot, all these things that can affect sperm motility, um, she can be fertile from about day 10 to day day 14, day 15. But what they notice is when a, mo- a woman is approaching, approaching ovulation, she, 
Her vaginal secretions change. They become more like egg yolk. Her body temperature goes up about a degree. Her waist-to-hip ratio changes. Her waist gets narrower and her hips widen. Women, when they're ovulating or about to ovulate, tend to wear more red, and they tend to wear more promiscuous skin-showing skin clothes uh, because subconsciously they're getting ready to be bred. Even though they don't know they're being ready to be bred, they're advertising to the males of the world that they're about to be fertile and in heat or estrus. And so they give out these, these signals. And one of them is, especially if you've been married, you can tell, you can smell, and I know this sounds graphic and strange, but you can smell the the, horn, the the pheromones of the woman who is in heat and ovulating. And the last thing I want to mention is I did a, an episode way back, probably around episode 100, where I talked about studies that show that women who are on hormonal contraceptives, either the shot or the pill or whatever, they tend to choose more what we would call beta men when they're dating on the pill. And then when they get off the pill and they're no longer blocked by the hormonal contraceptives, they tend to, to pick more aggressive alpha males. And one of the arguments for this is that women, when they're, when, when women's taking the pill because of the, con- the combination of progesterone and estrogen and so forth, it kind of tricks her into thinking she's pregnant. And when a woman's pregnant, she wants to be more with the provider man who's going to provide. But when she's not on the pill and when she's her hormones are naturally coursing, so to speak, uh, as expected, women are going to choose more hyper-masculine men, men that have broader shoulders and in uh, a prominent chin, prominent forehead, good facial symmetry, and all these things that we that we understand to be attractiveness. And so women who met their partner when they were on hormonal contraceptives have a high rate of infidelity and divorce because eventually when they get off the hormonal contraceptives, they, they look at their partner and they're like, wow, <laughs> I don't find you that attractive. So look, the, the whole idea of attraction is fascinating. Um, I would just tell you guys, uh, for the other reasons that I've already mentioned, lay off the colognes and perfumes and deodorants uh, because simply they're toxic. Colognes are mostly, you know, in the old days, perfumes and colognes were actually uh, essential oils or fl- floral essences. Like if you think of the 17th century France or something like that, they would get a, the rose petal oil and stuff like that. Now they're just toxic chemicals made in chemical factories. And uh, for that reason, don't don't fall for the the like obsession or eternity or all these colognes that mimic a musky odor. The best musky odor is your own musky odor so guys the website's naturopathic earth go check out all the articles that we have there if you want to help us out there's a couple ways you can do so you can donate money using the paypal link that's found in the episode notes you can also go to naturopathic earth and click on the food recipe articles and you'll see amazon links click on that to go to amazon and anything you buy within 24 hours we get a two percent commission and no expense to you If you want some help purging your pantry or fridge of toxins, or if you want some weight loss tips, contact me through the Clarity FM link, and we can do a coaching call. You can buy Confessions of an Obese Child or Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior. Uh, Those are books about how I gained the weight and subsequently how I lost the weight. And as always, please subscribe to the three channels that we have here, the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. We just did an an episode on the best essential oils for headaches. And then we just did an episode on the Confessions of an Obese Child where we talk about how nobody prefers to be with a fat partner. Now, and we keep it really, really real in that episode. And so go check those out and please post an honest review and subscribe. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. 
Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the confessions of an obese child ebook on Amazon or Barnes and Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honors review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE. Let food be thy medicine. Let nature be thy healer. Until next time. Music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.